Stop schlepping to the drugstore and paying $20 for shave tech you don't need. For a couple bucks a month, DollarShaveClub.com delivers amazing quality razors right to your door. Shave time, shave money with Dollar Shave Club. Go to DollarShaveClub.com slash rooster. That's DollarShaveClub.com slash rooster. It seemed like we were kind of like that, like, like mid that. Oh, hey, hey. Uh, I didn't Funny see you. meeting you here. I didn't see you there. Hi, Internet. Welcome to the patch. This week. Whoop. Oh, thanks. Bonk. You're on the ball. Gus. Sometimes. Ashley. Ryan. Gus. I get to say me. <laughs> yeah, you're allowed, I, I gave you permission this week. Thank you. So, a lot to talk about. We did our awards last week. Uh, people were upset that we didn't have you on to defend Bioshock Infinite. Well, I will say that it took a lot of... It, like, that's... You guys were all pretty down on it. I don't. I don't blame people for wanting to defend it a little bit. Yeah, I'm, and it, it's not a perfect game. Like a lot of the points that were made about what was, I guess, wrong with it. Those were valid points. Mm-hmm. They just didn't stop me from thinking it was absolutely amazing. Yeah. No, it was just it's a fun game. I agree. No, I loved it. It was a great game for me. Game of the year is that game that, like, months down the road, you think back to it and you go, "Oh man, that was amazing." There, there was one I thought about after the patch. That I, I feel I regretted I didn't talk about that I felt like I'd forgotten I, I already forgot it again I felt uh, like it was we didn't game. talk about Splinter Cell Blacklist it was a game was a that had one, come out like in January and I'd forgotten about Nino Cooney God no fuck no fuck no I will bet it was Nino Cooney because that was a fantastic game papers yeah, papers please papers please <laughs> game of the year I'm telling you <laughs> telling you papers please okay bunch of stuff I guess we should go start going down the list here so. Dead Rising 3 DLC is out now, correct? Yes, it came out yesterday. Came out yesterday. I have not played it yet. Uh, I think my Xbox is just finishing up my 13 gigabyte download. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, a, that's a really major download. But remember, the download actually wasn't part of the DLC. The download was uh, is a game update that everyone had to download. So Yeah, across the board. The, since the game has come out, they've previously issued a 5 gigabyte update that people had to do in December, I think. And now a 13 gigabyte update that you have to do... In case people have the DLC or in preparation for the DLC, like how long until you've downloaded more than the than actually came on the disc? <laughs> Welcome to the next generation, Gus. Yeah, it's, it's scary. So yeah, it's a 13 gigabyte patch on top of their previous five gigabyte patch, and now this new DLC came out, which focuses on single single yeah. player. And the DLC itself was like 20 megabytes because it was really just unlocking what came in the 13 gigabyte update. And there's been a lot of speculation that there's subsequent DLCs in that 13 gigabyte. Yeah, I've, so. I've heard uh, uh, reports that supposedly chapters three and four of their DLC are also contained in that download. Well, for 13 gigabytes, I mean that's that is two DVDs worth of content that you downloaded in a patch. Yeah. yeah. So I'd be surprised if there's not something else on there somewhere. Free puppies. Hopefully puppies. Digital zombie puppies. puppies? No, zombie, no, digital zombie puppies. Digital puppies. Digital zombie puppies. Exclusive DLC. Mm. Um, so I'm excited. I'm excited to try that. I haven't gone back and played Dead Rising 3 really since I finished it. Uh, so I'm, I'm curious to jump back into it. I don't think I've really played much of any on the PS4 or the Xbox One. Oh, uh, so I played uh, Dead Rising 3, mm-hmm. Killzone Shadowfall, Power Star Golf, Power Star, and yeah, Halo some of that. Spartan Assault. And I've, I think that's it. I've played a little bit of Assassin's Creed 4. And I think I played, I played Contrast. On oh, PS4. Was I played Contrast and Resogun as well. That's right. Yeah. Um, and I've played Peggle Two. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, Peggle never really grabbed me like it has, like it does other people. It doesn't. I I enjoy it as a as like a time waster, but it definitely hasn't got me the way you're right. The way it's got other people that that are just like junkies for it. Yeah. Uh, but, I just 
I'll play it a bit. And I'll be like, all right, that was that was fun. I it guess. was fun. It's a great game. Yeah, it's a great game. It just doesn't. It just doesn't have me by the balls. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> thousand pointed Spartan Assault today, and Rise finished Rise thousand points yesterday. That's the oh. first two thousand point games I've had in a long time. Nice. Uh, I was Rise. I still haven't played Rise. You know, it is the what people say about it that it's fairly uh, repetitive, kind of repeat, repetitive sort of button masher is true. But honestly, I found it pretty enjoyable. The uh, multiplayer is fun. Uh, the thousand pointing it is not terrible. It's really pretty doable as far as achievements go. So uh, I'd play it. It's worth picking up. I borrow it from you. I'm not <laughs> sure. I'm not sure the last game I thousand pointed. I mean, I like I for a long time I've had that that completionist thing. But I always define what I consider to be the completion. Yeah. And so there are very few games that I that I thousand point because I go, no. Yeah. That like whatever like whatever that is that does not count for me. That is that the is itch not my just meaning. Doesn't complete. take me either. Yeah. yeah I don't think certain... I've ever hundred percented a game. Like the only times I'll thousand point a game is after there's a ton of DLC <laughs> and getting a thousand points is easy across like the main story and all the DLC. Yeah. Uh, like Fallout New Vegas, I think I have a thousand points simply because I played all the DLC and. The core campaign, and you get a thousand points. Yeah, there are a lot of games that I'll have six or seven hundred points in, and then I look at the last three hundred and I go, "Yeah, no, I'm just gonna go play something else now. Mm-hmm. Like I'm done. I'm moving on." Yeah, yeah. If you can see a better life on the other side of not playing that, then it's pretty easy to just walk away. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so, in other news, uh, Blizzard's Hearthstone. Yes. Hearthstone. I would say it wrong. Hearthstone entered open beta. Yes, so- it's funny. I was actually looking that up, and. This is how like weird the intertwined the Blizzard stuff is. I was thinking Hearthstone, and into Google, I typed Heroes of the Storm, <laughs> yep. which is the other one they just announced. Right. So, but yes, it's open inner beta in North America currently, I guess, and best then it's, and then it's best America, and then it's rolling out to the rest of the world over the next couple of days, so everyone will have it. So it's this collectible card game, uh, which is actually really fun. Uh, I didn't think this kind of game would grab me, or I wouldn't be really interested in it, but they really stick to that Blizzard aesthetic. The sound is really fun. You know, there's a lot of personality behind the cards and uh, and the players. I think it's 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 really, really polished. I guess at this point, they're probably just working on balance and making sure that yeah, stuff works right. that's kind of what it sounds like. I mean, they... Um, they did clarify. They're like, this is not done. It's not a. It's not a release. This isn't retail. It's a beta still, um, and we're going to be like monitoring it. But they also didn't sound too worried. Yeah. Are we so, to that point now where you have to explain further that beta that means it's really not done? Have like, you ever read YouTube comments? Uh, yeah. It makes me sad. But now you know why they have to explain <laughs> that. <laughs> like, there's there's just a certain type of person who goes, "Well, I can play it. That means that it should be perfect." But the people that write those comments also aren't gonna, even if you explain it, are not gonna pick up on that. Uh, you gotta try. Nah, you, you really you don't. Might, you, <laughs> might, you can just leave them be. But you might reach some of them. <laughs> some of them. They can get through this. Do you think they can be reached? S- Mm-hmm. Well, some of them, yes. Okay. Others are others are doomed, and they're going to be future world gone. leaders. Oh my god! So, with this Hearthstone beta, Blizzard also rolled out their new desktop Battle.net app, which acts as a centralized launcher for all of the Blizzard titles. Their own Steam. Right. Well, yeah. Sort of. I guess yeah. So it's like you can launch, you know, World of Warcraft, Starcraft. Uh, Hearthstone, Heroes of the Storm, whatever, when that eventually comes out, all from one central place, which I think is pretty neat. Yeah, no. And now I just have one icon on my desktop instead of a bunch. Yeah, I like. Here's the thing, though, is like even with Steam, like I could load Steam and then load whatever game I want out of Steam, 
but I would really just rather click. The, I'll just take it on the desktop. I'll the have the, I'll have every I'll have every game have its own shortcut. I'm fine with that. Mm. It saves me the additional step of going through something else to get to the game. But that I, I like play. the clean desktop. Then you can have an awesome <laughs> background picture and you can see all of it. Well, I mean, is there really that many people? Like Steam is a front end for a bunch of games, and even then, it always offers you a direct shortcut. Is Blizzard really moving that many people with simultaneous game installs? I mean, I can see. Somebody may be having Hearthstone in World of Warcraft, but... It might be handy to launch. That way you can have other applications updating while running one. So it's like, it's one app that but checks it, everything and keeps it all up to date. Wouldn't it still theoretically launch in the background? Uh, but like, let's say cur- the, the current way. You mm-hmm. launch World of Warcraft. Your StarCraft never gets updated unless until you launch it again. But this one is like one app and everything talks to Battle.net at the same time and does a synchronization. I would think that's the advantage. All right. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'll allow it. <laughs> uh, plus, it's also like one central news. Pl- I don't know. They can get their news to you. They, they've always got like patch notes. And I guess the news aggregation is nice. But, uh, I mean, news aggregation is a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also, another Blizzard news. We're in the Blizzard. We're in the middle of the snowstorm here. Oh. Uh, uh, look at you. B- World of Warcraft started doing that thing. I've been complaining about EverQuest 2. Where now, if you pre-purchase the next expansion, which does not even have a release date yet, you get a level 90 character in World of Warcraft. Is World of Warcraft... World of Warcraft is free to play now, isn't it? No. No. It's not? There was, there was some speculation that they would go that route, but they shot that down. Yeah, they said they, they do not envision changing that model to free to play. Okay. I um, That's actually... I mean, I guess that's encouraging for the um, for the MMOs that are coming out this year. There's Elder Scrolls Online, and what's the other big one? Um, Wildstar that's announced. Yep, Wildstar. Both of them are releasing with subscriptions, and everyone's going, well, why would you do that? Nobody does that now. But clearly World of Warcraft does. Mm-hmm. I've been careful to never play that game. I would, I would, <laughs> would, I would I'm terrified. Mm. I would lose my life. The second someone showed me that you could ride a horse with, like, flaming hooves, I was like, yeah, um, I'm going to go away. I'm going to never think of this again. Yeah. And that horse with flaming hooves will only cost you about seven months of your life. Right, Man, exactly. I, I played, a small commitment. For, for a while, my wife played a lot of World of Warcraft, which was great. Uh, she played a, a dwarf character, and she really wanted an elec, like a giant elephant for her mount. But that's the racial mount for the Draenei. So it's like in order for her to get that, she had to increase her reputation with that faction. So we had to do like all of their quests, go and like turn in cloth and wool to like a vendor who like exchanges, you know, reputation points. We probably grinded for like six weeks to get that damn elec. She finally got it. Then the day after she got it, she's like, all right, I'm done. That's all I really wanted to do. I was like, what the fuck? We spent six weeks working Gus, towards it's this. It's the journey. It's not the destination. <laughs> oh. You just got to enjoy the path. Screw that. It's the destination sometimes. Yeah, no, it's absolutely the destination. You it was, got, it was you funny got seeing the little dwarf on top of the giant elephant. <laughs> <laughs> it was worth it for the couple of screenshots. Um, was, the screenshots were six, works, were six weeks of work. Yeah, it, was, it, it paid off in the end. Um, Good to know. Ultimate first world problem. Gus, Gus comes cheaply, guys. Yeah, all, you gotta, all you have to do is send him some screenshots. Gotta t- yeah, turn in that cloth and that wool and that silk, and it'll all be worth it in the end. Um, so, moving down the list. Alienware announced the Steam machines will be available in September, and it's not upgradable. No, it's also, well, it's not, and it's also not customizable. But that they will annualize it, and so they will release. They will be releasing new ones every year. Oh, they think Hooray! it's not customizable, do they? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, not easily customizable. That, yeah. that does sound a little bit like a challenge Doesn't to it? really determined like PC people. Mm. Except like, for you most can't of the do this. most of the determined PC people will look at that and go, "I've already got a PC." The f- 
what, why? Uh, and that's, yeah, I mean, this is kind of, unless their price point is really low. Have they announced specs? They still haven't announced specs on that, mm-hmm. have they? No. They're, they're the only they're, holdout. Yeah, there, there might be one other one that hasn't finalized their specs. But, yeah, other than that, Alienware is the only one being like, no, it's super secret. Just trust us. You'll want it. And no price point yet either, right? Didn't they? Are um, they one of the ones that said? I have not, not seen sure a price, price point. point here. I think they might have put down the price point, but no specs. Okay, so we're aiming for this general range. You might want to buy it, but then next year you might get a better one. Yes, next exactly. year you will get a better like, one. You'll upgrade your upgrade your living room p- gaming PC every year. Because Doesn't people that sound do that exciting? with consoles. I mean, no, nobody, nobody does that. They're completely off their rocker at this point, right? Like they're not. <laughs> they're not aiming for the console market anymore because console markets don't upgrade like that. And they're not aiming for the PC market because PC markets are looking at it going, why can't I just plug well, I mean, in something new? They even say that if you want, and this is a quote, who is this quote from? Uh, blah, blah, blah. Let me, I guess I should preface this. It's Alienware's general mar- manager, Frank Azor. He said, if you actually want to customize your Alienware Steam machine, maybe change your graphics card to put in your CPU, you'd be better off with a standard Alienware X51. This particular product is restricted in its upgrade options. So they even say, like, if you want to upgrade it, buy the normal computer. All right, you know, the only way I can see out of this mess for them is if this box is really aggressively priced. I mean, if they're locking the hardware choices in and and having this map specifically because they're going to be able to really bring the cost of the unit down, then maybe that's a viable product. It's like if it's a standardized thing where it's like they just solder everything onto the motherboard. It's like we're just going to make you know, a million of these particular boards and they can fucking drive that price down like crazy. Right, yeah. Maybe then you could get it to compete with the other ones. Otherwise, it's like, what's your selling point? That's an interesting idea. Uh, I mean, I, I can't think of any other useful way to market that. Okay, hmm. so this is what they've said. They just say that the price will be competitive with next-generation consoles. So, so it'll be 400 bucks or 500 bucks. Yeah, yeah, like in the 500 range somewhere. Hmm. Nah, yeah. I think I'm curious. Gonna, I'm still curious. I'm, just, I'm a sucker. I'm going I'm to try it. I guarantee you I'm going to get one. You're going to get one of the Alienware ones? Oh, I'm going to get a Steam yeah. machine. I don't know if it's the Alienware one. The mm-hmm. box looks cool. The box it does, does look, look cool. It does look nice. Yeah. Hmm. So maybe, maybe not. <laughs> uh, Some of the Steam machines look like not remotely like computers. They look like routers or they look like desktop speakers or something. But just the, the number of different form factors that people are coming out with is mind-boggling. I think they want to make something that looks like it belongs in like a home theater setup, you know? It like makes sense next to your receiver. They or, are all over the map with that, though. Yeah. I mean, there's things coming out of left field. There's yeah, their their definition of what fits into your home theater. There's a lot of variation there. It's like they watch one of those '60s future movie, and they're like, "Yeah, it's neon and all rounded edges." <laughs> like, uh, yeah, it's mm-hmm, yeah, we'll see. It's interesting though. I mean, we talk about the, how this whole rollout has gone, and it's not really without precedent. I mean, essentially, Google did the same thing with Android, where they just created an operating system and loosed it on the world of you know third-party manufacturers, uh, and you got a bunch of really crazy phones. Which even Google eventually then went on to make a first-party device to kind of sort of make it, make a standard. So it'll be interesting to see if Valve eventually gets sucked into that too. Yeah, well, and I mean, extending that as well. Uh, one of the problems with Android phones, I don't know if that's still a problem, but uh, one of the problems for a long time was um, that it was just so fractured. Like the, uh, the still a problem. Yeah, yeah the, the updates is. were you know were dependent on the service provider and this and that. So you have some people that are on two year old versions of the operating system. They can't run this app and this app and this app. It's just it's kind of a mess. Like there's a lot of opportunity there, but not everyone gets it. There's a lot of people that are hamstrung. Well, by- I feel like um, that, that's definitely, and that is a problem with the Android platform. I feel like Valve is kind of trying to address that by giving, by saying, like setting the different tiers of qualities of Steam machines and being like, you know, this is where you should be, and you know, 
Well, did they, though? I mean, we heard about that as an idea, but I haven't seen anything that indicated that they've actually stuck to that. No, I think um, I think what they were doing is that when you are on SteamOS and you're looking at potential games to play, it'll tell you what the machine you're on can and can't play. Okay, so it's like the Windows experience rating, basically. Or okay. it'll take yeah. a look at your hardware where and say... Where it's like, you know, we don't think you can handle this. <laughs> the, I always had a problem with the Windows experience rating because it basically rates you at the lowest... Yeah, score you have, which nowadays is pretty much always going to be your hard drive, unless you're running an SSD raid or something. Right. So it's like you can have an awesome everything. Maybe your hard drive's a little slow. It's yeah. like, oh, your experience is a four. Welcome to the five point nine club. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a proud <laughs> member of the five point nine club. Thanks, hard drive. <laughs> um, okay. Other news: Candy Crush developers filing yes. for a trademark for the words "candy" and "saga." Yes, I'm. I mean, Saga, I, so, okay, apparently, I guess they, they initially filed the trademark for Saga, Saga in, like, 2011. Uh-huh. And it just, like, it's currently suspended, like, as of December, but they're still, like, they're still going after the Banner Saga guys. Mm-hmm. Seriously? And they filed, an, they filed um, an opposition with the office, the Patent and Trademark Office, saying that there is, you know, reason to think that consumers would be confused uh, they would confuse the Banner Saga with King's lineup of saga games, Candy such Crush as Candy saga. Crush Saga, and I think yes. there was like some Witch Puzzle Saga and some. To be fair, those are two very saga. similar games. For really. people who aren't familiar, the Banner Saga is like a Viking-inspired yeah. game with giants with huge horns. It's a and bunch of people humans. who have never seen candy. And it's, it's <laughs> there like, is no candy in their life; only like swords. A, and it's like a super animated tactical turn-based RPG, like really cool. I want, I, it's on my list of stuff to talk about. I, I've, I've actually been playing this game. They released uh, the multiplayer component last year. It's like a Kickstarter reward. They call it the Banner Saga Factions. Mm-hmm. And this, uh, the single player, finally launched uh, earlier this month. Well, it's part a, of the single player. This is the first of three planned yes. chapters in the single player. It's a fucking beautiful game. It all looks like it's hand animated. It makes me think of uh, like uh, old cartoons, like The Secret of Nim, uh, uh-huh. like that that kind of style. Uh, it's it's it's. Uh, but I like turn based tactical games like that. Oh yeah, it's it's very much a throwback to like Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah, mm-hmm. like those kinds of games, which which I'm terrible at and I really love. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that game was actually developed, uh, Banner Saga was developed by a local studio, Stoic, a bunch of uh, ex-Bioware guys. guys, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's which, by the way, I think is really cool. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty fun. I think uh, I read a Polygon review of it today and I think Polygon gave it an 8 out of 10. Not bad. I want to say, so it's yeah, pretty solid. Fun. Yeah, I'm still, I haven't finished it. I'm only like three hours into it, I think. Yeah. So I'm getting I- there. Yeah, I feel bad for them. Like, actually, I'm not sure if I feel bad for them because I don't think the um, I don't think the opposition will stick because anyone no, anyone no who's anyone who sees like that game in the context of its actual key art or anything, no one's going to confuse that with Candy Crush. I guarantee you, not a single person who will play the Banner Saga has will ever play a Candy Crush game. <laughs> do you play Candy Crush? No, I okay. don't. I missed the boat on that one, but I actually know a lot of people I play who Bejeweled, do. It's very surprising. So. Yeah, I love and Bejeweled. Isn't that the fucked up thing? These guys stole the idea for their video game from Bejeweled, and now they're going after anyone who uses the word candy or yeah, saga. Or saga, which yeah. saga has been used in games for you know years, decades. Since there have been games, there have been games called Saga something. Or, or Saga of something. Candyland. Or Candyland. It's a fucking board game that's been yeah. around forever. Yeah, the really scary thing about them trying to trademark the word candy is that, so at least for the Saga trademark, they, it's restricted to video game software. They're just trying to make sure that no one else can use the word Saga in a video game unless they give them permission, which also isn't actually possible. But with candy, 
They're like the list of goods and services. Let me see if I can pull this up and just like read some of it. But it it covers baby monitors. It covers clothing like aprons. Baby monitors. It covers game software. It covers like televised appearances by celebrities. Literally, it's it it reads like they just went down the list of everything they could possibly <laughs> trademark, and they just checked all the boxes. So like nice. next Halloween is going to be brought to you by Candy Crush. Mm. You TM. You have to have a, a Candy Crush labeled uh candy dish to mm-hmm. hand out at halloween i mean and, and heaven forbid you crush it oh no 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 <laughs> no and I, I guess the trademark hasn't actually gone through yet it's been it's been approved which god only knows who would say yeah that sounds like a good trademark we'll just go ahead and approve that shit i mean that's a that's a whole other problem but so it's been approved for publication but companies have 30 days to file oppositions which is basically what they did to banner saga is to say no, that's not like that would be confused with our product that existed way before and so on and so forth. So I I'm I don't think it'll stick. I hope it won't stick. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. The the fucking patent and trademark procedure in the US is so it's broken so broken. It's not up. impossible to actually get a trademark these days anyway, right? It takes Even forever. if it's pretty unique name. When we got the trademark for Rooster Teeth, which is a unique name, it, it took years. It's mm-hmm. a long, drawn-out process, and uh, it's it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> it's a real pain in the ass. Uh, here, let me read this thing here. want to remind everyone that this episode of The Patch is brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. Stop schlepping to the drugstore and paying $20 for shave tech you don't need. For a couple bucks a month, dollarshaveclub.com delivers amazing quality razors right to your door. Shave time, shave money with Dollar Shave Club. We love them. You will, too. Go to dollarshaveclub.com slash rooster. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash rooster. So when you sign up, you get free handle. You can't shave without a handle. You can choose your types of razors. Ah, this one says burn the dance floor, not your face. Razors. Good advice. And uh, you can buy some shave butter to use in place of shaving cream. <laughs> Very handy. So it's like, does it lather? What? I mean, uh, it do strange it, people come and try and wipe your face on toast? You, you, after you get out of the shower, you can just rub bread on your face and eat it. You can't do that. Absolutely not. Please don't do that. Uh, no? It's uh, what I use, and it keeps the 5 o'clock shadow at bay. Uh, <laughs> but it's all great. Go to dollarshaveclub.com slash rooster to try it out. It's, uh, it's actually really handy. I like not having to go to the store. <laughs> <laughs> Anything I can do to avoid interacting with other people is awesome for me. So Amazon Drone is like your win scenario we were looking at the new studio earlier today and i said we need to designate a spot for the amazon drones to be able to land to give our packages and everyone laughed and i was like no we we should have like a pad right for drones to land can we set up turrets around it to protect it from other drones like competing services that'd be awesome do you think we could give it like a like a rooftop landing pad like a helicopter pad that's, See, that's, smaller? What, that's what other people said but i said how are we gonna get our packages if it's up on the roof it can drop it into a bucket which well we fly we up there with down. an actual helicopter you have a big helipad next to a little helipad. I feel like I'm being mocked. No, <laughs> Gus, we wouldn't mock you. <laughs> um, so I also read, you were talking about like different form factors for Steam Machines, that Microsoft explored 75 different options for the look of the Xbox One. They went through 100 different iterations before they settled on the final one for the Kinect. And they went through 200 different options before they settled on the controller. i got to be honest, like, what were the other 74 uh-huh. If this is what they ended up with. Like, don't get me wrong. I do kind of like the, like, part matte, part gloss, but for me, it's a yeah. box. Well, for me, I, mean, for me, like- I, I wondered that for the Connect because that's even more boxy. That's literally just mm-hmm. a rectangle. It's like, hmm, camera there. Done. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, what were they? Maybe I it's, mean, like, different materials or, you know, different – maybe the vents on this side, the vents on that side. 
Yeah. Hey, it's it's simple. Yeah. It's clean. Slot loading, not look, slot loading. Yeah. At the end disk of the day, drive, they were no like, disk drive. "So you like cubes? I like cubes. Let's do this." Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I guess you got to go through iteration. You got to figure out all the all the little mundane things. I bet uh, you, this is how I think the conversation actually went down. So it costs us twenty five cents less per unit to make it a box. All right, box it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Probably. You, you could have this really cool rounded thing mm. from the future, or the box. Which is twenty five cents cheaper? I mean, I box. guess they, I guess they have been going back towards the boxy form factor since the what three sixty slim, mm-hmm. the first three sixty slim. But still, I mean, that's it's not the most creative design. It's efficient, but like I wouldn't, I wouldn't list its attributes as creative. You know what it is? It's super not scratch resistant. Oh really? Yeah, that glossy part is extremely scratchable. Not even a little remote <coughs> attempt to make it non-scratchable. And you should stop hitting people with it. Yeah, what are you doing? Well, I, like, I never have to touch mine. Yeah, I like, mean, you just, you, you don't even, you, you don't touch anymore. You just say Xbox on. Well, I mean, there for a while I was transporting it to my house, you know, so I could continue my research mm. at home before I got my own. And so it, I would put it in a bag, a nice gym bag, and put a shirt nice, on top a of nice it. nice gym bag. Nice. You know what nice. I miss what? about old consoles? Remember the GameCube had a handle? Yeah. Dude, I love that handle. I was just so excited for it. I was carrying. Well, it made sense. It looked like a purse, so I would carry it around, and I was so excited that I had a handle. I would take it with me places just because I could. Or you could use it like a mace if you needed to. Mm-hmm. You know, self defense. It would be funny to see it pop up in future games as like some sort of just like a, a, a like to, to hand weapon. You grab it and you just bash people over the head with it. Way better than a frying pan. Take the GameCube to them. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that being in a Dead Rising game. Yeah. In yeah. fact, there were game consoles in Dead Rising 3 yeah. that well, you could mod. But... The original Xbox would have been the best weapon in the game. You remember that yeah. was bulletproof. It was? That was actually tested? Well, sort of. There were people there, like, there was a Xbox that got shot, I think, in the mm-hmm. course of, like, a home robbery. And the Xbox was fine. Played no problems whatsoever. So, there were a couple. There were a couple. The, uh, sometimes the power cord would catch fire, but yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> what I'm hearing yeah, here is, yeah, no one cares is... about the power cord. We're talking about hitting zombies <laughs> with an Xbox. What I'm hearing here is that we need to have our first patch field trip to a shooting range with an Xbox, and we we'll see what kind of bullets it can. We should take, take Gavin and uh, film it in slow mo as well. Yeah, they, they call that idea. in the business world. They call that synergy. synergy. Is there a, a shooting <laughs> range out you there? You'd like to, you know, hook us we up with that. We're on the same page. Um. So, hold on. I'm, l- I'm looking to see here what people, what people are saying on Twitter. I, I lost Twitter. Um, Bye, Twitter. Oh, wait, there it is. Uh, Twitch you later. Right, blah, blah, blah. Okay, yeah. They, I guess people were saying that they've seen some of the other prototypes. Who is this? Elanium said that uh, there were small differences like the lens on the other side and oh, things like that. So, I could see, I could see that iteration taking <laughs> a long time. They put the lens for the camera... On the back? No, on the, like on the right side instead of the left. <laughs> Not on the back. I always, I, I'm always happy when I walk in. Like when I get home, sometimes my wife's watching TV and I'll walk in and the Xbox pops up. Hi, Gus. I'm like, oh, that's nice. Hi, it's Xbox. Like, it's like yeah, cheers. I, I, I get that a lot. Like I'll come in the front door, Bernie's playing Dead Rising, whatever, and it just goes, hello, Ashley. And I go, hey, Xbox. <laughs> it's, just, it's just nice that it noticed. Yeah. But that's, that's still crazy to me. Thankfully, it still doesn't recognize my son as a person yet. That's gonna be a bad day. It doesn't recognize our boys either. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, um, it, it can't hear them. Mm-hmm. We think it's because their voices are too high pitched. Mm-hmm. Like if they shout really, really, really loudly, uh-huh. then it can understand. But it doesn't. It doesn't just understand them normally. Which is funny because I have which to actually. Which infuriates them. I have to raise the pitch of my voice to. Uh, we heard something weird out there. I have to raise I the pitch of my was. voice to make it pay Wolves. attention to me. Like if I talk like this, it will ignore me. I have to. 
Xbox, turn on. And it's like, <laughs> oh, there's someone here. Oh, you're talking to me. Yeah. Hey. Um, so I'm sure everyone's heard uh, about that little bit of a scandal that went on between Microsoft and Machinima. A little bit of a scandal. Where uh, people were being offered premium ad money to say positive things about the Xbox One. Well, <laughs> positive or neutral, honestly. They basically just couldn't say anything that was negative. Mm. Um, but the I think the kicker wasn't that they were doing that because that's that's actually not that you know out of left field. And yeah, I think that was their um, official that statement. Do is that this isn't that uncommon. No, what was uncommon was um, the clause of confidentiality that that forbade the participants from letting anyone know about the promotion agreement. I think what I read. I, I, I let me let me see if I can pull it up here. What I read was that there was a misunderstanding on that. And that there was no confidentiality about that. There was confidentiality about... I read the terms. Okay. It sounded an awful lot like, don't fucking tell anybody about this. Which, why do people even try that anymore? I mean, you say, don't tell anyone about this. Five seconds later, people have talked about it. So I mean, says, well, it says guess, the confidentiality relates to the agreements themselves, not the existence of the promotion. That's what. That's the clarification the next day because they're in such hot water. I see. But, like, reading the terms, like, to someone who's not a lawyer, which is... Most of us, it sounds an awful lot like don't tell anyone. Like Fight Club. Yeah, keep your mouth shut about the <laughs> about the promotion. Just say the nice things, but don't say like. Show up and take your check. I've got a promotion I can tell you about. Dollarshapeclub.com/booster. But do we get three dollars per million or thousand views for that? I'll have to contact our sources and find out. I guess in in other news, there were there was rumor that. The Halo movie was in the works again. I don't know if you read that. It was one of those rumors was, that was. I was. It was almost debunked before it became a thing. Right. It was like a. It was like a tweet that's subsequently been deleted, saying that there's a <laughs> Halo project being produced by Ridley Scott. Well, maybe he's working on the TV show. Who knows? I mean, they yeah, are working on the Halo TV show. Steven Spielberg to that. Yeah, they might do some guest something somethings. You know how there's like there's a lot of TV shows that have like guest writers and guest directors for various episodes. Who knows? It could be something as easy as that. But yeah. I, I honestly, I heard about the like I heard about the denial before I heard about the deleted. Which mm-hmm. me too. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I learned about the deleted rumor through the. Denial. I wonder if this is some reverse way to start a rumor. Like they've they've gone backwards and like oh we'll just we'll just say that there was a rumor and we'll quash it well, creating the rumor. Well, maybe you're onto something because normally when there's a rumor, isn't their stance we don't comment on rumors? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's we do not com we do not comment on rumors or speculation. That's like the boilerplate legal for everything in the industry. Yeah, so maybe this is mm. it. Like they they put out the rumors, debunk it. That way they don't have to <laughs> say we don't comment on rumors before other people hear about it. Right. Yeah, clever. We're, 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 we're through the looking glass. This is some conspiracy, <laughs> some conspiracy theory shit here. Now you lost me. Um, so I, I was, I, I read another uh, article today or the other day that actually made me really sad. Apparently, the Tomb Raider game that came out last year barely broke even by the end of the year. That's uh, astounding I guess to me. They had disappointing sales. They well remember, um, like after it came out, it sold like four million units. And after that announcement, which everyone was like, "Well, four million units—that's amazing." Square Enix was like, "Yeah, what a disappointment, right? That's way below our expectations." I don't know what they would have expected a Tomb Raider title to do. Four million units is a lot. Like that's a that's a that's an incredibly successful game from a unit standpoint. But it's across, How did that, it that's cost across that all much? platforms. You know, maybe they were expecting more. I mean, when you're putting a game out on every platform, you would expect some more than. Four million, especially yeah, yes what's considered no. to be a giant franchise. I think people have been burned by Tomb Raiders in the past, 
and they were burned out on the series. Like I know I wasn't I wasn't excited about it. I picked it up anyway. It was a fucking fantastic game. It's been floundering for years though. I don't know why they would all of a sudden think that it would just shoot up now that they did a reboot. I mean, well, it did really well. There was really a lot well. of hype around it. Was it was a great game. Yeah. Obviously, and that's funny because they talk about that like, oh, we're so disappointed, but they made the HD reboot of it, remake of it for the one. So. Yeah, well, they did end up, I guess it did end up breaking even, mm-hmm. which is good. But you're right, they would have started working on the HD next-gen remastered whatever version long before then. This yeah. might be a way also to recoup those costs. Like, it may not cost a whole hell of a lot to, to just up-res. To, yeah, up-res it, you know, and re-render all of that stuff. So it might be a way where it's like we can just invest a little more money and then see a significant return. Well, I'm actually curious how much of the assets that went into that are actually just PC assets that they had that they were able to then bring into the Xbox oh, or the console world. Tress effects. Yes. The hair is the hair is much nicer now in the new uh, Tomb Ra- the Tomb Raider one mm-hmm. that's coming out for the PS4 and Xbox yeah. One. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know if there is tress effects in it. It, it does it have tress effects. No, it does. It really does. It does? Okay. Yeah. They were saying that um, thought, the, the the last gen versions don't. The PC version does, and then the next gen versions wasn't Tress Effects a proprietary effects. Nvidia thing though? Like you couldn't sure. do it with an AMD card I on a so PC. Too. Like do both the PS4 and the Xbox One have Nvidia GPUs? No, uh-uh. yeah, I, I, did, I didn't consoles think consoles so. are all AMD. That's what I thought. I don't know. All I know is that the strands will individually interact with the environment. I mean, come uh, on, man. Well, it yeah. does. It does look like that. Then it must have Tress Effects <laughs> or some version of it that's exclusive to the console. Or maybe they've just reworked it. Maybe. But anyway, if you haven't played it, you're looking for a game. I'm sure it's on sale now. It's probably, you know, uh, a $30 game or something. It's not, not, not now next soon. Gen I think yet, it's yeah. 27th, yeah. I want to say. Yeah, I mean, you should definitely pick it up. It was, it was a really, really fun game. I really enjoyed that. It was on our list that we talked about for Game yeah. of the Year. And it was, a, I mean, honestly, again, everything on that list was a good contender. That was a really fun game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it never had one of those mechanics where you felt like you were bored of doing it. Yeah. It did have one of those stupid achievements that's like, hey, make sure you talk to everybody and get every single piece of dialogue. Oh, that was annoying. I I'm, mean, it, 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 I enjoyed that game so much that even when I was done, I went back and started trying to get all the collectibles. Mm-hmm. I never do that. And then, like, in the second zone, I was like, no, wait, what the fuck am I doing? And I stopped. <laughs> I'm, I'm still kind of waiting. I think I want to play it on next gen. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I've, like, I can play it on PC right now if I want, but I'm like, oh, I it's the kind of game that I would normally choose to play with a controller. Uh-huh. And I could hook up a controller to the PC, but then I'd have to go get one and that's work, or I could just wait a little bit longer, have it on next gen, get my, you know, achievements. I don't know. I don't know if I should wait or if I should just play oh, it on worth. 360. So yeah, January 28th on the one. is uh, okay. when it comes out. That's next week. Ooh. So yeah, yeah. Just, just wait. Wait yeah. six oh, more days. By a day. I yeah. don't have very long to wait. Great. No. I, for some reason, I uh, had in my head that it was going to be like March. Mm-hmm. No, it's almost done. That's no, the, March uh, is when all the other new games are coming out. Good job, Crystal uh, Dynamics. <laughs> Fable is also releasing their remastered Fable 1 for the 360 in early February. Isn't it, yes. Isn't I, it a combo? They're or? releasing yeah, it they're with also the trilogy. Yeah, they're also having a combo. Yeah. Which is funny because like, I own Fable 2 and Fable 3, and they were very quick to clarify that that doesn't mean you get a discount. If you buy the trilogy, you buy in all three again. Mm. But I, uh, that's but I not think unusual. it's but I think it's going to be available separately as well. I know I never played Fable One. Interestingly enough, the reason I didn't play it, even though I was very interested in it, was because it was like you can do all that, you can get married, and you can have kids, and all this. And I was like, but you can't be a girl. And oh, I was like, and true. I was I was like, well, in that case, like I'm out. Like I'm out. All that sounds interesting, but like I have no interest in like getting married to a chick and like boning her <laughs> and having kids, like. That wasn't part of one, though, was it? I, don't, I think you could get married, but there's no kids or anything. I, 
I thought there was I, a I lot never, of wooing. I never played one. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I do know that this new one um, includes the Lost Chapters, which was never available on the Xbox 360, even when they did the Xbox Originals release of the original Fable there, I guess. Yeah, they've again, done a really, again, didn't play it, so I'm a little bit fuzzy on the details. They've done a great job of muddling the water around that. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I have no idea anymore. It's such a big... It, it always has been a big, ambitious project, so it's always hard to clarify mm-hmm. it. And then to remember things like, oh, what, what was that, like five years ago or mm-hmm. ten years ago, like trying to remember the specifics about it. It's tough. Plus, you got to remember between the difference between what they said they were going to do and then the game they actually delivered. Because yeah. they were talking about things like, you know, big legacies and families and two. <laughs> well, they Molyneux And that it. barely happened. Yeah, but, I mean, anyone who anyone who is getting excited for a Molyneux game and isn't trying to, like, figure out in there, like, the core of of actual possible <laughs> like possible reality versus the you know the the grandiose vision. Anyone who's played a Molyneux game before and is and just takes all that in without qualifying it, well, they're asking for a and bit of a sift letdown. The truth from the lies. Molyneux is a great great visionary. Mm. He's limited. He is very very much limited by you know technical reality. He's from the future. He's, he's, ha- from the he's future. having to deal with our our <laughs> primitive technology and our sticks and our stones here. Um, so going down the list, another bit of bad news. Oh, uh, Nintendo did not sell as many Wii U's as they expected. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> and to, that's to put it, it mildly. That's it extremely <laughs> mildly. They slashed their, uh, their forecast by 60 or 70%, I think. Yes, yeah, 70, 69%. I think it was 69%, like that. but it was I don't like, want to say 69 because get... I don't want everyone to hey, laugh. Hey, 69. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Does that really count? I mean, it was like, oh, we didn't sell them. Uh, yeah, we didn't think we'd sell seventy percent of those. <coughs> yeah, what was it? it went, Forecast. They, they, they were initially expecting to to ship nine million units, and they shipped they slashed to two point eight million. So that's uh that's rough. I think also it's not readily available here, but I want to say they also expected to do thirty six million software titles uh, sales, and they only did eighteen million. You know that that makes me really curious with the uh, the Wii, how software sales really did. I mean, DS obviously has always been pretty strong, but you know, everybody bought a Wii, and then a lot of people really didn't do much with it. So it's kind of surprising to me that they couldn't see from the sales number on software that the successive system would probably not do great. I mean, it didn't bring with it anything new, really. Well, Nintendo's always been a little bit unusual in that they do tend to make um, a profit on their hardware from very right, early on in the in its life cycle if not right from the beginning whereas a lot of the others they barely break even or they take a loss for a while and they just count on game software sales to make up for it whereas Nintendo knowing that they're a much more they're you know they're geared towards a family casual audience they don't buy as many games so they're not counting as on high they're not counting on as high of an attach rate to be successful wow i cannot talk today no you got it out my words are all coming out it in landed. the wrong order uh and, yeah, I guess, I mean, I can see that point. Also, they never drop the prices on their games, ever. I mean, you can pretty much buy Zelda today for what it was on drop day. Maybe it's going down 10 bucks. So, yeah, but, like they also have, but they also have a notoriously long tail. They do. So well, they I take it back. Really Twilight to. Princess is now on like 20 bucks special or whatever. But yeah, it's, uh, I mean, they, they make some post money on on games. But their hardware, it's like they didn't even try and play. It's like they gave up. Like, oh, our big thing is we're going to have the tablet, but we're going to have a system that I don't, I, and this is something I'm also curious about. If they deliberately shoot for low end of the hardware so that their game development is cheaper. Because if you're not developing all this high end next gen assets, you don't need as much time. It doesn't mm-hmm. take as much effort to build the assets as it does for next gen. 
And I keep saying next-gen because I still don't consider the Wii U next-gen. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're calling next-gen, you know, current-level PC state hardware, then the Wii and the Wii U have never been playing in that league. Mm-hmm. And then they obviously aren't even trying to. Right. Yeah, they've always been. And I think they've even publicly stated that's their position, that they're yeah. separate. They're not competing for that market. So we'll see. They're not playing our game. <laughs> they're, they're, not they're playing taking, any they're games. That's their a problem. Well, yeah, yeah that too. <laughs> um, so I guess the, uh, what's it called? The Dice Award nominations came out, and Last of Us is leading the pack. So you guys must feel very. Nominations. You guys must feel very vindicated for your say, choice ah, in we were Game right. of the Year. Their Game of the Year nominees are Last of Us, Grand Theft Auto Five, Bioshock Infinite, yes. Assassin's Creed Four. It's on there. Legend of Zelda: Link Between Worlds. Also and, on there. Uh, Carrie Miles. I am. I am glad to see a handheld title up there with the rest of them. So, and then in the category of Outstanding Achievement in Game Direction, GTA Five, Last of Us, Papers Please. Tearaway and Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons are all nominated Oh, come on. You're just, you're just finding reasons to get papers, to I'm, insert I'm, Papers, Please into the conversation shut up, you. now. I'm, I'm happy to see Papers, Please on that list. It's a fantastic game, despite the fact what other people may say. I think we have a, a dead, I, I believe we have a Dead Rising 3 DLC expert who wants to chat. We do indeed. Um, so we can get him ready to talk about that a little bit, since, since I have not had a chance to check it out yet. Um, nor, nor have I. You can yeah. tell us. If the new outfit was worth the 13 gigabytes. <laughs> is this a new outfit? Oh, yeah. What is it? Do you know? I guess we'll find ex- out. Ask the expert. expert? <laughs> what, 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 what's the deal with this new Dead Rising 3 DLC? That's when the camera goes. Well, it just came out. It was the one that was delayed for... <laughs> am I on? Yeah. All right, good. Uh, it was the one that was delayed for a month. Uh, it was supposed to come out uh, right before Christmas, right, Ashley? And then they pushed it to January 21st. And so it's the first DLC. It's the first one of the season pass. This one is all takes the... The, the way they're approaching DLC for Dead Rising 3 is that it's four lost episodes of other survivors that were in Los, Los Perdidos, I guess is how you say it. Uh, and the first one is a military guy. It's, uh, if you've played the game, uh, in the northwest part of the map, there's a crashed helicopter, and it's how that crashed helicopter. It's actually pretty cool because you learn how certain things kind of came about that as the main character in Dead Rising 3 you had to encounter, and you learn how they got that way in some particular cases, and then it carries the story through. Okay. But it's I, a, I think it's got like five new weapons. Um, it's got a new outfit. It what's has, the outfit? What's the outfit? What's that? What's, what's the, the outfit? You know, I actually haven't seen the outfit. I'm assuming it's, <laughs> I'm assuming it's Commander Expert. Kane's outfit that you get, like the actual military outfit. That would be an intelligent guess. Is the um, gameplay, I mean, in line with the rest of Dead Rising 3? I mean, it, it very much is. Like, uh, it, actually, I, I blazed through it really quickly. I'd actually have, I like the game a lot. I don't know that the average person playing it would get a lot out of it because it's super short. Uh, a lot mm-hmm. of people online are complaining that there's no boss fight in it. It's just, uh, you just run through, you basically just run a mission, a couple, like, four or five missions, and then you're done with the thing. Um, to put in perspective for people who've played Dead Rising 3, uh, in order to 100% uh, all the zombies that you need to kill for all the achievements, you need to kill something like 350,000 zombies, 330,000. And I was, like, at 220 and said, I'm just not going to grind this out. I'm going to wait and go through all the DLC. I did the entire DLC last night killing all the zombies I could, uh, and I got I added like five thousand zombies total Ooh, across yeah. all the missions. So it's really short. And I played the whole DLC uh, as soon as it came out. I went home and downloaded it. So here's the question: Did it take longer to download the th- the 13 gigabyte update or to complete the DLC? Well, actually, the the way it worked was the 13 gigabyte download. I never even saw that. I had the low power thing going on, and so for the first time, I got to see how. I played on Xbox. It's an Xbox One exclusive, so obviously I played there. Uh, I got to see the 13 gig download just happen transparently in the background for me. And when I went to download the DLC, 
it was only a 20 meg download and I hadn't yet seen the mega 64 video or read that there was a 13 gig patch to the game. So I thought, Oh, you gotta be kidding me. They delayed a DLC for a month and it's only a 20 meg download. It was clearly unlocking like what they downloaded from that 13 gigs. Interesting. Cool. All yeah. good information. Thank you for. Yeah. We- so it was, uh, it was pretty good. I also want to say one thing. You guys were talking earlier about Ridley Scott and a potential halo thing that might be a holdover from, Ridley Scott had a deal where he was going to produce a bunch of sci-fi content for Machinima, and that deal completely fell apart at the end of 2013. Uh, like, they had the done deal, and they all just pulled out of it. They cited Ridley Scott's availability. Um, and Machinima was the group that distributed it forward onto Dawn, so maybe right. it was something from that. Okay, possibly. that makes sense. Also, the uh, internet would like you all to know that Tress FX is AMD. It's not NVIDIA. Thank NVIDIA, you, NVIDIA internet representative. That sounds wrong. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to verify you, that. No, he's right. He's the entire right. internet did say that. That would make more sense to make it go onto the consoles. They did. It's just AMD never has that kind of proprietary stuff. It's always NVIDIA that seems to have the uh, the better lock-ins with the physics type stuff. Um, on, while we're on, still on the subject of Dead Rising... So nope, TressFX Tress <laughs> was patched to work on NVIDIA cards. It wasn't AMD exclusive. Right. Hey, there you go. There you go. Thank you, internet. Crowdsourced information. Correct. Um, But um, no, on the subject of Dead Rising, one um, particularly amazing accomplishment for it, I think, is that it's past a million units sold. Now, as an exclusive for a console that's only sold (coughs) three million units, that means that one in three people's purchased it. That's. I I will also say though that that was shipments to retailers. Is it? It was shipments. Yeah, that was not passed through to consumer. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm, well, that's, that, that's less exciting then. I was, <laughs> I was, I was really proud of it for a minute there, but it is it's still it is, a good start. It is pretty much the number one exclusive at this point, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's not a lot to choose from. Well, that's, I, we're still in that that dead zone of no exclusive titles. Okay. So Dude, tycoon bitches. They is that exclusive though? No. They had shipped to retailers uh, a million units by December twentieth, twenty thirteen. Uh, it doesn't translate into sales to consumers. Uh, blah blah blah. There's like oh, yeah. one store somewhere that's just hoarding 100,000 units. They'll come for they, them someday. They, they had they had a target set of 1.2 million shipped by the end of March 2014. So it looks like they're on they're on track to hit that. <laughs> Are uh, they though? They that, just start well, putting they them only... in the mail. Like, is that can you make a goal of putting things in the mail? It's not sold. <laughs> just shipped. It's, it's shipped. Mm. Um, so I also read that the HBO Go app is finally going to be coming to PS3 and PS4 soon, and Xbox One soon as well. Which is going to be particularly handy when Game of Thrones returns on April 6th. Yeah, I think you know that's got to be their target, right? They, that's got to be like their internal milestone. Like, we have to have this ready when Game of Thrones comes out. Oh, yeah. I mean, what like what else does HBO Go have? Uh, like, I don't, I don't watch a lot of TV, the televisions. <laughs> As Game, the kids of, are Game, Game of Thrones is the only one that well, I can They also of. have all the movies that HBO is playing right now you can watch. So, like, on demand. Uh, so if you there's like I don't know Oblivion is on there right now. You uh-huh. watch Oblivion on demand. Okay. Um, uh, people like True Detective. I haven't seen the pilot yet or the first episode, but I've heard a lot of good things about it. Uh, if you ever want to go back and watch an episode of The Sopranos, all The Sopranos is on there. You know what I have been watching that's um, that's that surprises me is I've been watching Almost Human. That's Cause a good show. Because I, I like the guy that was Dread, and Wait. I also like the robot guy who's who's super cute with his green eyes. Oh, that Almost Human. Okay. I'm what thinking of being about? human. My bad. <laughs> yeah, I've heard a lot of really good things about Almost Human. Yeah, no, it's enjoyable. It like it handles the whole like human versus robot, like you know, emotion versus logic thing. You know, it, pretty deftly in terms of 
Um, like, it's not overhand. It doesn't focus all of the, like, every episode on, like, what it means to be human. A lot of times they're just exploring, like, where technology might go. Very, very cool. I actually see a lot of, I, I get the feeling that they take a lot of their inspiration from sci-fi games. Okay. Does he fall in love with the robot? Because then, <laughs> if it's like her, I'm out. I am not programmed to love. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I've, I've been meaning to check that, that out. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Um, other news, Loadout. Finally has a, a launch date. They're officially hey, congratulations. Opening, really opening congratulations. the doors January 31st. We've done two Let's Plays in that. It's actually a really enjoyable game. It's really fun. Lots of customization uh, with the website. I think I read in the press release that, like the big thing is weapons customization, obviously, that there are over 44 billion different possible combinations in weapons. That's a lot of combinations. Yeah. I was thinking that I liked the graphic style, but now I'm interested in, in the weapons. In just making guns Pretty nonstop. Much. Yeah. Like, like just see like what's the craziest weapon you could possibly make. I wonder if there's going to be a job for just being a gunsmith. I don't think you could trade weapons in that game, or at least none that I'm aware of, but uh, maybe you can have schematics that you put online for yeah. how you built your best gun. Well, would you want to share that information? Ah. You don't want to give other people your good gun. <laughs> you, no, you want to keep that for yourself. No, but if they did implement some sort of in-game trading system or store system like what uh, what Valve has been doing with, um, with their Dota 2 stuff and their Team Fortress 2 stuff, where people can make new weapons or new items and then sell them mm -hmm. hats so hats. i i actually that was on my list of stuff to talk about today uh valve announced that in 2013 they paid out 10.2 million dollars to dota 2 and team fortress 2 item creators yeah and it was um it was something like 660 creators it averaged out to 15.4 thousand dollars per creator now obviously wow. that average isn't going to hold true there's going to be a lot of people that made virtually nothing but that also means that there are a couple of people who made a really really good living Selling items. Hats. <laughs> selling hats, selling effects, selling like just, you know, just like this crazy stuff that they made. What I'm like, kind of curious about on the back end of that is, okay, so they gave out $10.2 million. How much did Valve keep mm. off those sales? Yeah, they, they don't disclose what the revenue sharing is. But, I mean, let's just say that it's Apple Store levels where, mm -hmm. um, where they take 30%. I think somewhere before um, so, someone was telling us in a previous version of the patch that um, the Valve takes 25% of Steam mm -hmm. game purchases. So if that's true, then, you know, it still means that they made, you know. A couple million dollars of thereabout. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say two and a quarter million, but I don't think that actually works Let's say in, a couple. in math. Yeah. But they made some millions. Yeah. Nice round couple. They made some millions. <laughs> a plurality of million. So in other news, I guess the December NPD numbers came out. And we're getting into that point where everyone's, like, spinning the numbers the way that sounds best for them. Um, so Xbox One led the month in the United States. <laughs> and the PS4 is the cumulative leader overall. Yes. Um, I think Sony, Sony actually, like, the statement that they came out with was, like, what do you want from us? We were sold out most of the month. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, that, that's, that's kind of, like, the voice that I read it in. I do know that they, um, they focused much, like, most of their units on Europe. Yeah, it was Sony's Where they've traditionally been a leader anyway. Senior Director of Corporate Communications, Dan Race, who wrote, We sold every PS4 available at retail in the U.S. and we were out of stock in December due to overwhelming consumer demand. Yeah. That's probably the, the line you were thinking of. Yeah, pretty much. It just, it just reads like, doesn't matter. We were awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... <laughs> um, so... You know, which, to be fair, they are. They're definitely in the lead. I think they've mm -hmm. done a really good job of expanding to more markets. They're... They were, last I read, 48 markets as opposed to Xbox One's 13, so, you know, and so it makes a lot of sense that they would, you know, 
have focused on meeting demand in those markets and it's worked they're you know they're way ahead of xbox one in total cumulative sales so i don't like look i'm reading the article here on joystick i'm trying to get a fucking number but so this article tells you that in the u.s the xbox one was number one selling nine hundred eight thousand, and the xbox 360 was number three selling six hundred forty three thousand. but they don't tell you how many units the ps4 sold in america they only uh, say PS, that ps4 declined to specify but isn't that in the npd report no Oh. Uh, no, they um, the the individual manufacturers can choose whether to disclose the information or not to. Oh. Um, and Sony actually chose not to disclose. So did Nintendo, actually. Interesting. Uh, I thought the three D the three DS is on here though. Yeah, it was. I think it was for their Wii U numbers. Oh, was it? Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, because I mean, they're so low. Yeah. That's right a- now, Nintendo will take any win it can get. Oh yeah, we sell a lot of three DSs. Even those not, not th- as not as many as they expected. Oh. To. Yeah, I think they expected 18 million 3ds's and they sold 15 million. Yeah, they they revised their estimate for the year down to 13 and a half million. Which here's the thing though is they it was a record num- it was a record year for sales for 3ds. It was the number one selling console in both the US and the UK. They moved. I mean, they sold millions and millions of units of of Pokemon, and you can imagine that they sold a lot of 3ds's along with those. What were they expecting Pokemon to do? Because they were clearly like. You know, hinging the those those estimates on Pokemon as mm-hmm. their as their you know their their biggest driver by far. What did they think that game was going to do that it didn't? I mean, it's huge. Yeah, I mean that's pretty good case of really unrealistic expectations. Mm. I mean, if you can be sad that you sold 13 million <laughs> units, then maybe someone needs to get a different job in their predictions department. Right, like like this was our best year ever. Oh. <laughs> Could have been also, better. You're, you're blaming on Luigi. Wasn't this supposed to be the year of Luigi? Yeah, Luigi's bummed, man. Doctor Luigi is doing just fine, though. Don't look it up. Still don't look it up. <laughs> Do- yeah, don't don't Google image search that. Remember, Ryan's warned you before. Those of you who didn't listen. I love Don't warning people about that because you can guarantee that people will go do it. Did, did either you? I, I'm about to check Twitter right now. To see, <laughs> did to either of you play uh, Gone oh, Home? I didn't. I much. I was. I was actually. I think like editing at the time, so I caught it being played. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, eavesdropped on some of the diary entries or whatever the fuck they were um, on the the journey of. Sexual discovery. <laughs> I ask because there's this uh, trailer that someone made <laughs> called for a fake DLC called Gun Home, where they uh, just basically put some Wolfenstein assets over it, made it seem like now you've got a gun, and they turned it into an action game. I love this though. It's a, which was, that's pretty funny. Which was really fucking funny. It was uh, on the Dorkly website, which is really really funny. A big uh, fan. I think he. I think to really fully appreciate it, it helps to have played uh, through Gone Home and experienced it. Which it's, it's very a very different game. Um, speaking of mods, even it's, if it's fake mods, um, I heard and I think it's um, you know been changed a little bit since then. That Fallout, um, someone is working on a multiplayer co-op mod for Fallout Three. Hmm. It's apparently in like it's still in early stages. Which considering how long ago Fallout Three came out is a little bit like I don't know. I hope they started recently, but um, that it's like an er- they've got an early framework going for it. Can you imagine playing Fallout 3 with a buddy? Or can you imagine how bummed he's going to be when Fallout 4 gets announced with co-op? <laughs> it's like, oh, what, what's the point? Um, did you see that the uh, it, it was announced that No Man's Sky is not going to be delayed by that flood? Man, that yeah, is well, ambitious. They said it, it's super ambitious. I mean, they were saying that um, it, it the way he said it, it sounded like he wasn't sure... Um, if they had lost money, he was saying, if we've made progress, we'll make it up. They were saying, we'll work on a boat if we have to, anything like that. I guess they're working out of a super, like, incredibly cramped space. It's probably, I mean, it's going to be smaller than the Achievement Hunter office. 
Which is small. He, Let me he, tell you. He called it a Ooh. makeshift post-apocalyptic set of workstations. If yeah, that, that sounds that like our office. You, uh, any oh, frame his, of reference. Yeah. yeah, his yeah. office. Yeah, and they've got um. So like they're all super cramped in. They've got some people working from home because they just don't have the space to support all like all of that. And um, they think it's going to be a few months. They're either going to find a new office space or repair the flooded one. I would I, vote don't against, go don't, up, don't go back, <laughs> not go back don't to go the back there. one. Just no, let on. it go. Black mold is great for creativity. It gets in your brain a little. You see things a little differently. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, that's that's really ambitious. Uh, and, man, I hope they can pull it off because I'm really interested in that game. But I think I would rather, and I, about, I bet this is not fiscally an option for them, but I think I would rather them take their time and get it right yeah. than deliver us a game that is not as good because it's kind of soggy. Yeah, kind of soggy. <laughs> It'll make Gavin gag if he, <laughs> if he sees it. Ew. So I'm, I'm really excited. Um, Adam Barrett has just started playing Last of Us, and he's like, for the first time, and he's really excited about it, and he's playing through it right now. And uh, it's making me want to replay it again ahead of the DLC, because the DLC is coming out like in three weeks, I think, on February, February 14th. Valentine's Day, right? On Valentine's Day. This is like you coming to me with all the Game of Thrones stuff, being like, I just got to this oh, part. Yeah. Oh, my God, I can't believe this. This is ridiculous. And I'm like, oh, I should read that again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, February 14th, Last of Us single-player DLC finally coming out. When did that game come out? That game came out last June. April. Oh, was it June? I think it was June. Yeah, it got pushed. It was... Yeah, if you recall, um, you guys talked about nothing else on the patch for several weeks. Let's talk about it some more. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about it quite a bit last week also. Great, great game. And the DICE Awards agrees. Um, so I guess we were kind of talking about DLC. We're on a DLC streak here. Did you see the Saints Row 4 DLC that came out on Steam with the cavemen? It was it the, like the Stone Age DLC? What? No. I think I missed that one. They added it. Uh, I don't know. I, it says they added it on Steam. Oh, my God. it's got like a, a caveman car and like a caveman with a club and a cavewoman with a club. I really, like, really. And the Flintstones car. I can't, yeah, I can't tell you how much I hope that your feet hang on the bottom of that and, <laughs> and speed pedal as you it's, drive it. That would be the it's, best it's thing. It's $2.99 DLC. I mean... They really don't care. Like they will make any DLC for the game. I don't think Volition gives a shit. Yeah. I mean, like they they just that game is so ridiculous that they're in an amazing position where they can do whatever the fuck they want, and nobody is going to be like, "Oh, that doesn't seem to fit in that game." That's yeah. over the top. Nah. After the it's dildo really launcher, you're it's, pretty much there is nothing that's out of place. Yeah. You have <laughs> you play the superhero president fighting aliens. Yeah. You can fit anything in there. Pretty much. Yeah. Um. There's a there's a new show on Comedy Central that has that's running promos, and it's really distracting me because in the promo that they run, the music that plays in the background of that promo is the default dubstep gun <laughs> song from Saints Row Four. So anytime I hear, it, I'll look up and be like, "What? Oh, that's weird." Is that a little bit like the uh, was it the Frozen? mobile game that's using the same music oh. for the there was the intro for the gauntlet yeah oh and yeah, someone yeah. took the trailer um from the frozen um uh, they took a the frozen trailer and then they dubbed over the joel version <coughs> over it and it sounds it's brilliant i highly recommend looking it up i don't have a link but look it up um, it's out there internet you can find it so we believe in you we're running low on time there's a couple other things i want to hit real fast before we take off here um <gasps> stop did it. you see during um what was it, it was, <laughs> There was that charity thing the other week, uh, the Awesome Games Done Quickly. Yeah, the speedrunning event. Yeah, the, where the speedrunners uh, showed an exploit in Super Mario World that allowed you to execute arbitrary code. I no. love it. That's, that's so crazy. They, this guy like wow. did this crazy combination of jumping on shells and you know hitting stuff all at the same time, and it like 
dropped him down to a place where he could code using the SNES controller, and he had coded wow. a menu, and he had coded snakes <laughs> and Pong into Super Mario World. So like he does this exploit. It launches his menu for his launcher, then he like picks Pong and starts playing Pong, and then like switches to snakes and starts playing snakes. I want to know how he found that. That's fucking crazy. I mean, that that's really impressive. So if he was a rock levels. star, like, panties would just be raining on his controller at <laughs> right, that point. But, yeah, and he, but, the way he debuted it, debuted it, too, he waited till the stream when he had an audience mm-hmm. and, like, just pulled it out of nowhere. It's like, that's fucking awesome. Suck it, Game Genie. Where are you now? <laughs> um, so the other thing I wanted to mention is, we had talked about this previously, um, Joe, Joe Statton, who had previously worked uh, at Bungie on Destiny and Halo for a long time, uh, you know, he had left Bungie back in September. I guess he's resurfaced. He's working uh, at Microsoft now as a senior creative director. There's a, uh, yeah, there's, there. there's a lot of new changes. There was the World of Warcraft systems designer as well. That's that the other went, thing I wanted to talk about. <laughs> Ghostcrawler works at Riot now. Yeah, he's gone to Riot. And it's funny because they just put out a new update that uh, makes a, um, a bunch of changes to the League of Legends systems. And I'm wondering because he apparently started there in December, mm-hmm. but only recently updated his LinkedIn, which is how people found out about it. Like, how much of what's in that newest system update or the newest update for League of Legends is his work? I, I, from what I understand, that new update's supposed to make it easier for new players stepping in to get started with the game. Yeah, I guess they're introducing, a, like, um, like, a cast, essentially, mm-hmm. of, of, like, ten um, static champions that you can play for the first couple of levels and that are supposed to be ones that are easier to learn and easier to play mm-hmm. as, you know, a, as a beginner. Uh, and then, like, after you get used to it, then they switch you over to the normal free-to-play version. Yeah. League of Legends, but man. That having game never is, played it myself, I I don't know. It's, what, second highest grossing free-to-play game right now? Yeah. I love yeah. it. It's shock- Like, it's crazy to me that as huge as it is, it was second. <laughs> um, one last thing I want to mention before we go is uh, Shroud of the Avatar finally crossed $3 million in their crowdfunding endeavor. We uh, They announced their uh, their kickoff here. Uh, on this set a year ago uh, in March, so very excited. To Woo-hoo! Them. Good job, Shred of the Avatar. Cross, crossing three billion. Patch alumni. And, uh, <laughs> was, yeah. So anyway, we got to go. We're at time. So thanks everyone for watching. We'll be back Monday with another episode of RT Podcast and next Wednesday with another episode of The Patch. Woo-hoo! See you then.